0: Thank you for being here this morning. So uh, I'm going to jump right in, and I've just got a few points, and then we'll be out. Does that sound good to everybody? Okay, so I'm talking on uh, prayer this morning. So we're in a series called Preparing the Way for Jesus to Move in Our Lives. And so last week we talked through praise. This week we're talking about through prayer. When you talk about prayer in church, it's really like talking about 2 plus 2 equaling 4, because most of us are like, yeah, I've, I've heard it. I know how to pray, I've prayed before, Um, I've been in situations where I've had to lead others in prayer, so it's like something we've all heard of, so I'm just going to give you some pointers, some things to look out for, Uh, but what I want you to know is that you are going to get something from God today, okay? You're not getting something from me this morning, I'm just the, the messenger, I'm just the avenue, But you're going to receive something from God. So let's agree. Let's pray this together. Say, I believe, God, you're going to show me and lead me as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's what you call a pastoral sleight of hand. So what I did was I took all the pressure off me, and I put it on you to receive from God this morning. So, yeah, you can get mad at me later. Okay, so when we talk about prayer, Prayer, My first point, prayer is a value proposition. Prayer is a value proposition. What do I mean by that? It's not talking about your value in God's eyes because that was already decided on the cross. It's talking about our value of God, our value, where we, the value we place on God through our eyes. So it's not about how does God see me? God already deemed you worthy. Doesn't matter what you've done, don't matter how many times you've done, don't matter how long you've been in church, how many times you've come to church, how little you've gone to church, how little you've read your Bible, does not matter. God says you are worthy. It's already settled. So now that the onus is on us is where do we value God? So, va- so prayer is a value proposition. We're gonna go to Matthew chapter six verse, and this is gonna be out of the... In IV, So, verse 1 says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, They have received their reward. Let me read that in another translation. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it um, by taking selfies or by posting it all over social media so that everybody can see and be honored by others because I truly tell you, you have your reward. But verse three, when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse five, and when you pray, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask. And then later goes on and does the Lord's Prayer. So where is our value placed in faith? So prayer is a value proposition. Prayer is not the IT support hotline, is my next point. (laughs) Prayer is not IT support hotline. So I have a brother who works, for, works in IT support. Um, shout out to my brother Ryan if he's watching. Um, and let me tell you something, he gets phone calls all day. And there's not a single phone call that he gets that's coming through that's going to be anything nice or positive. You don't call IT support and say, hi, how you guys doing today? Just want to tell you hello and see how, what's going on in IT world. No one does that. If you are calling any type of support hotlines because something's wrong, Something's been fixed. Something needs fixing. Something's broken. Something's not going the way you thought it should go. So prayer can't be, the only time we pray is when something's wrong, something's broken, something needs to be fixed. Because we we all have those friends, right? When they call, guess what? They want something. They need something. All of you thought of somebody or somebody popped in your mind, or if they're sitting beside you, don't look at them or don't look across the room to see them. We all have those friends that when they call, you're like, do I really want to answer that right now? How much time do I have? I was about to go to bed. Like now, it's like we, we have those, those people. We are not called to be in that relationship with our Father. That the only time we go to pray, the only time we want to talk to him is when we need something or when something's not going our way. Again, I'm talking about having preparing the way for God to move through prayer because, unfortunately, some of us only pray when we go through something. The sad reality is, is that some of us in the church, we only go to God because we need something, and if we never went through anything, we probably wouldn't pray that much. But prayer is about where you value that relationship with God. Those friends that talk to you consistently, those friends that are there for you no matter what, when they call, you answer. it Because you know, like, hey, that's my friend. We're just gonna talk. And then down the line, they'll need something. Guess what, you don't mind doing it because because you already have a relationship with them. Now, here's what's so great about God. Doesn't matter, you're his child. So every time, every time you go to call, your father hears you. So as I'm talking, if you feel like, oh, that's me. Man, I do that. Man, I do that. That's condemnation. Condemnation is not from the Lord. That's not God's heart. God's heart is not to make you feel bad. My heart is not to make you feel bad because your father loves you. And so if you call him today, he will answer. Doesn't matter. So as I'm talking about different points, again, we're talking about making sure I'm speaking on your prayers being effective, your prayers carrying weight, your prayers going forth and doing what you expect them to do. And I'm giving you some tips on that. But guess what? It does not matter who you are, what you've done. Your Father hears you no matter what. So always remember that. Remember that today. If you don't remember anything else, guess what? God hears you. He loves you and he hears you. But if, we're, if we're, we're wanting to get to that consistent place in our lives, we can't only go to God when something's wrong. Just like, again, nobody would want any type of relationship like that in your life where you only are called because they need something from you. Your Father wants to be with you consistently, daily, all the time, having that communication with Him. So prayer should be something we do Consistently all the time. Prayer should be the first thing we think about if there's a decision we have to make. If there's a decision you're making, no matter how big or how small, guess what? I'm pretty sure your father wants to be involved in it. Matter of fact, it honors him if you honor him with with just the little little questions like, "Hey God, what shirt should I wear today?" Ask God what outfit I should wear. It's one of my new shirts. I was like, "God, can I wear my new shirt today? that I got for Christmas? Is that okay? Can I wear my new shirt?" He said, yeah, you can wear it. So guess what? I wear it, and I think I look pretty good. And my wife told me, so it doesn't matter what you think. She said I look good this morning. So consistently involving him just in everyday life. God, which way? I've done this before. God, which way should I go to work today? Which way should I drive to work? Why? Because then when it comes to the big situations, I'm used to listening to him. I'm used to hearing for his voice. I'm used to just to tune in my ear and say, God, what do you want me to do about this major decision in my life? And it's a consistent thing. I'm used to it. It's normal. It's a normal thing. Not, I've never done this before, but Jesus, Hail Mary, what do I need to do about this job? And you've never listened to God before. You've never hearkened your ear to his voice, and you're like, I think this is how it works. Guess what? God is such a loving father that he just, like, wants to take you step by step and grow you into the place where you want to be. He is not a guy that says, okay, we're going to get on the mountain bike, we're going to go down the hardest trail, and good luck. That's not what he does. He says, yes, put on the training wheels. Come on, let's go. We're just going to go down the sidewalk, and then we're going to come back. It's okay. But that's how he works with us because he loves us. Next point, prayer is a lifestyle. Prayer is a lifestyle. Now we're going to go to Daniel. So go to the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 6. Verse 10. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. So, if you're unfamiliar with the story, basically, um, to give you just a quick summary, is that Daniel was doing things with the Lord and according to how he knew how to do them. And there were people that were like, I uh-uh, we don't like this. And then the king likes Daniel more than me and you, as it says in Veggie Tales. If you ever watch the Veggie Tales, you should go watch it. It's so great. And so they're upset with Daniel. And so they're like, We're going to catch him praying. We got this. So here's verse 10. Here's what Daniel is Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published that you should pray to no other gods except for the king, he he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. That was part of his routine. That was part of his life is he would get down on his knees and pray three times a day to God. Just as he had done before. Now we're going to flip over to Daniel chapter 10. So when you go to chapter 10 and read in verse 12. And so this time Daniel was again seeking, seeking an answer for the, for the nation from God. And here's where we jump into the story of chapter 12, uh, verse 12. Chapter 10, verse 12, then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. This is the angel of the Lord speaking to Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. So Daniel was praying, and he was seeking. He was fast. And it said, from the moment you pray, the answer was on the way. From the minute you pray, the answer was on the way. The moment when you pray. I know some of us have been in this place of saying, well, I wonder does God even hear my prayers? Did I even pray the right way? Do I even know what I'm doing? I didn't. Did I say that right? It says, from the moment you pray, the answer was on the way. But this was Daniel's lifestyle. This was was normal for him to go and pray. And so when the moment he prayed, the answer was on the way. Because prayer is a lifestyle. Prayer is not a program. My next point, prayer is not a program. Because that's going to determine your walk. That's going to determine how effective you are In your prayer, I'll tell you a story. So um, there was a group of us here at the church, and when we had got into college, um, our youth pastor, Pastor Core, shout out to Pastor Core, we did P90X. Everyone heard of the workout program, P90X. So we met in his garage at like 5 in the morning or something to go through P90X. Now, if you've never heard of P90X, it's a pretty intense um, workout program, the reason we wanted to do P90X, because there was talk, rumors, whatever, is that the guys from the movie 300 did some of P90X. That's why they looked ripped. So we were like, we want to look like that. So we're going to do the same workout program. And I just want to say, if any of my, my youth, my young people, when they come to me and they want to make a lifestyle change and their reasons because something they saw on TV, usually I laugh or chuckle because I remember being that way. But yeah, that's just not good advice. Like, Hey, I want to do what they do on TV. Act? No, that's not how that works. Um, so we were doing P90X. So we were getting up in the morning, and we were working out. And we really did like P60 because we didn't make it to the end <laughs> of the last 30 days. We blame it on the holidays, but really, it was just it was brutal um, getting up so early. But it'd be like us doing this workout program and then calling Beachbody, the, the company, and saying, hey, um, my body don't look ripped. Uh, this didn't work. And they say, okay, well, are you doing the workouts? Uh, well, no, I only do when I want, like sometimes twice a week. Okay, well, are you doing the diet? No, nah, I still eat what I want to do, eat what I want to eat, when I want to eat it, how I want to eat it. Okay, well, did you even sign up for the like, online community so you can get encouragement, so you can you know, have somebody accountability? No, nah, I don't want people in my business like that. I don't want anybody checking on me. But it's not working. It's not working, beast body. And they're like, but you're not doing anything that we ask to do. Some of us treat prayer that way. And we treat God that way. We're like, well, God, I don't, I don't have any friends. Well, are you involved in community? Well, no, nah, I don't want all those people knowing what I'm doing. Well, are you, are you at least reading your Bible? Well, I mean, I go to church sometimes, twice a week, sometimes. Okay, well, are you putting the practice to thing? No, I still do what I want to do when I leave church. And then we're like, it's not working. Prayer's not working. And God's like, what are, what have you been trying to do? Because I, I promise you, I promise you, church, this word works. It works. When He says, "Draw near to Me, and I will draw near to you," it works. If He says, "Ask anything in My name," you'll have it works. I have seen it work in my life, but we have been half trying the program and we've been testing God out saying maybe this, maybe that. I'll do some of this. I'll do some of that. But then we really want God to move in our lives. And then we're and we're wondering, why is it not working? And God saying, I don't know you. We haven't had a conversation about anything except your problems. But here's what the heart of the Father says. I desperately want to know you, though. I want to be in every single part of your life. I want to be there in the good times. I want to be there in the bad times. I want to be there when you feel like no one else is there. I want to be there when everybody is celebrating you. I want to be there, says the Lord. But if you treat it like a program, you're going to get program results where it's only going to work for a little bit, because guess what? Those 60 days that we did P90X, I was buying medium shirts in college because I wanted to look swole. I was lifting stuff I didn't think I could lift. I was telling people the directions are that way. I was doing all of that stuff because it was working. But guess what? The moment I stopped doing everything, it stopped working. Because it wasn't a mindset or lifestyle change. It was just a program I was doing. So when the program stopped, the results stopped. Some of us do that with God. We get results, and we're like, oh, this God thing is really good. And then we stop doing it, and then we're like, how come we're not getting results anymore? It's a lifestyle. Praise, as we talked about, is a lifestyle. Prayer is a part of your lifestyle. If we treat it like a program, that's exactly what we're going to get, program results. See, the problem about prayer is because, and here's a statement, something the Lord Spoke to me while I was studying, and is that when we look at everything going on in our world, we don't have a broken nation because the government took prayer out of schools. We have a broken nation because the church took prayer out of homes. I'll say that again we don't have a broken nation because the government took prayer out of schools. We have a broken nation because the church took prayer out of the homes. Guys, this has to be part of our lives. I love what Pastor Chris said towards the end of last year. If we're not putting this word into practice, if we're not doing this daily, then we're just a really, really worldwide known book club that meets on Sunday mornings. And we're all talking about this book that's so great. Or we're telling stories about this book, stories in the book. But then we don't put it into our practice, into our daily lives. That's not what we signed up for. I didn't sign up for a book club. I signed up because I have a Savior who loved me so much that gave his life for me and a heavenly Father that loves me so much that he would send his own son to die for me. And that has radically changed my life and transformed my life to where I am never the same. I can't go back to being the way I used to be because my life has been changed. That's what I signed up for. I signed up for a lifestyle change. And so there are people that are outside of the, 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 the kingdom that don't see it the same way. And guess what? I still pray for them. That's okay. But see, this, this book ain't something I'm just trying. This isn't just a, a thing that looks, that looks good. This is not just an occupation for me. This is not something that, that I just do because it looks cool because I, had, I wasn't talented enough to make it in basketball and I wasn't good enough in anything else. This is a calling this is a calling and this has changed my life to where i want other people to know about how good my god is and how good he can be for you and how much he loves you because i've never met someone or known someone that loves me despite all of my failures and still says i love you i am not the same i am not the same and that's that's a completely different mindset than just trying the program. That is what will radically change this world. That is what they're looking for. But our issue is they come in the church and they see the exact same division. They see the exact same things that they see out in the world. And they're like, well, why am I going to get up early to go do that? Well, I'm going to waste my Sunday. I can sleep in because I look on the news, I look on social media, and I get the same division that I get from churches. So why do I want to go be a part of that? They should come in and feel something different. They should come in and be treated different. Every person that walks through that door should feel loved and be treated differently because they're a child of God, because they're his. He's not hiding shame. He claims us all, and he says, you're my child. You're my child. The scripture says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. When you first gave your life to the Lord, guess what? You humbled yourself because you said, I can't do it on my own. And you prayed. First two things you did when you came into a relationship with Jesus, humbled yourself and you prayed. So with prayer, humility is right there daily. Humble yourself and pray. Humble yourself and pray. Humble yourself and pray. To my last two points, prayer is the most powerful thing a Christian can do. Prayer is the most powerful thing a Christian can do. So here's, some, I'm just going to read These are several, I just read, I looked up seven scriptures just to read you about prayer. So just listen. What it says about prayer, prayer without ceasing. Another scripture, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer... And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. That's seven scriptures out of a long list about how important prayer is. It is the most powerful thing you can do. And we, it has turned into something we just do by Happen stands before church or before we eat or to close church. It's the most powerful thing you can do. This is where I got convicted about prayer. It was on Facebook. Someone wrote something that they were going through, and I wrote, Praying for you. Hit enter, and I kept scrolling. And the Holy Spirit came on me so strong. and said, How dare you? how dare you? Because my last point, prayer is not about you. And the father said, how dare you tell someone that you're going to me on their behalf and not do it? How dare you put that out there so everyone can see that you're going to be praying for them? so that person can feel loved and you don't even go and talk to me about them. Because guess what, guys? Prayer is talking to God. So if I go back over my points real quick and insert that, are you ready? Here it is. Talking to God is a value proposition. Talking to God is not IT support hotline. Talking to God is a lifestyle. Talking to God is not a program. Talking to God is the most powerful thing that you can do And talking to God, it's not about you. Because when we say we're praying, that is taking a person's request, taking a person's life, and I'm going before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on your behalf, and I'm saying, God, they need you right now. And God, I'm asking you with my faith, I'm taking their faith and I'm combining my faith. I'm believing that you're going to go intervene on their behalf. So it's more than just typing praying or it's more than just a Christian slogan to say I'm praying for you. It is an actual, it is an actual laying your life down and preferring them over yourself before the Father. It is taking everything that God has placed inside of you and believing for God to move on their behalf. So before I put praying now, if I see someone's situation, I stop right there and I say, okay, Lord, let's pray. I'm praying for this person. And then I can let them know I'm praying for them. And that praying just is one of those, one of those scriptures, a continual thing. So if I say I'm praying for you, no, that is not just a one-time thing. It's not just a game-winning shot, then I'm done. It's continually praying for you, continually going before the Lord for you. It is the most powerful thing that you can do. So whenever someone says, I know I can pray, I'm like, no, you don't know. I'm sorry. If you say, I know I can pray, but I want to do more, you don't realize what you just said. I know I can go to God and ask him to intervene, but what more can I do? That's what you just said. The most powerful thing that you can do is pray. Period. Most powerful thing you can do for someone is pray. Because it's, and it's, it's really, it's, it's not about us. Shout out to my other friend, Pastor Jeremy. He said this, he said, 90% of your prayer life should be about others and not about your own life. 95% of your prayer life. Again, guys, I'm, 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 I'm talking because the Lord showing me all of this and saying, yep, yeah, that, that should be changed. I'm guilty of it too. Praying for what I need, praying for my day, praying for what I need. But think about that. If your prayer life changed and you're praying more for other people, so I'll finish with this story. We were when we first took over the youth group. We were meeting back in the Cove Kids room because we only had ten kids that were coming. So, and that's if all families showed up. If one family didn't show up, we'd have five people. That's how big our youth group was. So we were doing worship. And my beautiful wife, Olivia, was on stage leading worship with me. And after we finished the song, she said, I just feel like someone needs to receive healing, and I want to pray for you. So up walks one of our kids who had two casts on both his wrists. What had happened was one day he was in his athletics class, He's backpedaling, and he fell. Put his hands down. Landed on both of his wrists. Doctor said he had fractures in both his wrists. He would be in cast for at least eight weeks. He said eight to sixteen weeks. That Wednesday night, that kid said, "God, if that's you, I want it." So he walked up with his cast and he asked for prayer. My wife prayed for him. The next day, he went to the doctor. The doctor took the cast off. He said, I'm pretty sure I saw the fractures a couple weeks ago, but they're not there now. So you don't need these casts. Two weeks. Two weeks. And so we hear that story, and we think, that's really good. That's nice. But, the, but guys, fractures were there in his bones, and then they were gone. And the doctor said, looks like you hadn't even had fractures. How powerful is prayer? And so sometimes we hear those stories and we think also, well, well man, that's not where my faith is. That's not where I'm at. And here's what's so great about God. I'm a nerd out for just a second. Here's what's so great about God. The only way I can explain this is through video games. I'm so sorry. That's a youth pastor coming out. So um, my partner in crime, Bradley Fisher, shout out. um, We would play all of the Lord of the Rings video games growing up. And our favorite one was the last one, The Return of the King. and. So we had two characters that we were running around just fighting all the the orcs and the nasty people and all this other stuff. And and Bradley loved to upgrade his weapons as quickly as possible. So if an upgrade, so his favorite character was a guy named Legolas that shot arrows. So if it was like $200 for upgrade, Bradley got $200, he spent it. And so he was shooting two arrows, then three arrows, then four arrows, then fire arrows. Bradley liked to do that as soon as he can. Myself, I'm a little bit of a saver, kind of a frugal guy. So I was like, I'm going to wait until I can upgrade it all the way. So we're in this level, and Bradley's shooting three arrows. And I'm just, my favorite character was Aragon and had just a sword, but he had the weakest level sword because I was saving my money. So he's just walking around, ping, 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 ping. And I was like, I need your help. You need to upgrade your weapon. I was like, no, I'm saving. It's okay. We'll figure this out. We'll get through it. And we got through it, and we got as far as we could to a level, and then we were just completely getting... Our butts kick. He was like, If you don't upgrade your weapon now, we're not gonna do this. I said, Okay. So I went and upgraded, and my guy went from ping, 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 whoa, and there's like fire shooting out and killing everyone. Roger, what does that have to do with prayer? Whether you are on level one, whether you're on level five, it does not matter with God. You can start. And begin to move forward into an upgraded prayer life. Doesn't matter, guys. You may be like, okay, I'm starting today. Guess what? God's great. Peek, 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 peek. That'll still work. That level one attack, peek, 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 still worked. But then when I upgraded and Bradley upgraded, we destroyed everyone. So what would the church look like if our faith together began to rise, and we began to pray like the church should pray, and we began to pray not only for people in the house, but people outside of the house and the nation and around the world because we believe that our God is powerful. Imagine what it would look like if that's what our prayer life began to be, and it doesn't matter, guys. You can start today. You can start today of changing your mindset, changing your focus about prayer and realizing that is a very, very powerful weapon you have on your side.